right, Mark Duvall from You Can Bet On That. It's time for another episode of Better Viewing. Uh, this week we're gonna do, or this week, this time, this month. What well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how yeah. often we do this. Whatever. But this, this episode, we are doing a grab bag, uh, and it is like the most random of grab bags. I really was just <laughs> when I saw when I saw an episode or like when I watched something that had gambling in it, I was like, note, and then I put it, and then I ended up just sending you a random set of them. Uh, when we get to the how I met your mother one, I even realized I sent you the one. I, I, I didn't send you the one I intended to send you. It works oh. because it's a, it's a gambling themed episode. I uh, thought it had to be because it's so. The name of the episode is the poker game. Yes. So so <laughs> I had I have a running list of how I can how I met your mother gambling episodes or episodes where there where where there's gambling the yeah. one i intended to send you we'll we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that all right okay i, I don't right. want to get i'm getting ahead of myself already mark yeah yeah first first of all how are you uh very good everything's going well here how are you how's the better baby uh i'm well better baby also very well she's very nice to her mom and dad so far so oh that's good you're you're lucky people have probably told you that you yes. know when when we see couples with in you know babies infants toddlers whatever and they're well behaved we just you know our jaws hit the floor so good like, enjoy it <laughs> i am not letting her fool me into thinking that this is how each like that how like a subsequent baby might behave right i <laughs> yeah. i know that uh that that's just that's another gamble to come but uh but yes all things are good here thank you yep. <laughs> so uh let's start with arrested development uh one of one of my favorite sitcoms of all time for me too, um, yes. And it's I don't know. Have you ever have you ever listened to the uh the podcast uh Smartless? No. So the, I'm familiar a, with it, but it hasn't I've not listened to it. Okay, so it has Sean Hayes, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. Those are the yep. three hosts, and then one of them gets a get what well, anyways. Uh it's a great podcast. They get a ran they get a celebrity guest on each time, and it's really it, it, it's um one of the things that you know they, they always joke about how it, it, similar to like how like the office personalities how popular the show is after it was after it's done right yeah like mm -hmm. you know and so rest of the development for as popular as it is among people who enjoy who who enjoy it it wasn't a very popular show it wasn't watched very much uh when no, it, was, it was a real struggle even though it won the emmy for best comedy in its first season yes they they had a tr they had trouble getting viewers and there are a lot of you know speculations on to why one theory that that may be true is that there are no really relatable characters yeah. Right. The characters are all unlikable in their own way. M Michael, who maybe is the lead character played by Jason Bateman, maybe he's got more redeeming values, but it was very humor based. Right. This yes. was this was all comedy. There was no there were no serious moments or, you know, character development where you really cared for the characters. This was just comedy. And that is sometimes hard to sell. And yeah. it was canceled by Fox after three seasons, even though it, you know, it was a critic darling. And oh my gosh, did I love it? It was so yes. yeah. That's just one of those things. And unfortunately, not I don't think to its faults, but unfortunately, it didn't quite pick up where it left off the way we'd hoped to when it got rebooted by Netflix. No, the uh, seasons four and five in Netflix were definitely disappointing. There yeah. were some highlights there. But it just wasn't the same. No. Wasn't the same. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it features a uh, now who we would consider a who's who of uh, of comedy: Jason Bateman, Michael Sarah, Will Arnett, uh, Portia de Rossi, 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 de Rossi, huh? Portia de Rossi, Rossi, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Hale, David. Yeah. Cr I mentioned David Cross, Jessica Walter, yeah. and I'm bringing this. So Jessica Walter just passed away last year or the year before. Uh, and, yeah, it was like right around the time of Archer's previous season, right yeah. towards the end, she died. Yeah, and the one and and the one thing I remember about her death, one of the writers from Arrested Development tweeted, um, "Jessica Walter never missed. If a joke didn't work, it was in the script." And <laughs> and and I just thought I thought that that had to be the highest praise any actor could possibly get. Was yeah. that that nothing was ever, like it, like it couldn't possibly be them because they they deliver so well. Anyways, yeah. uh, I'm done gushing about Arrested Development. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out the first season and see if it's your kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, this is in episode three of the first season. Uh, Michael's father is in jail and. He, he says, "Sorry, I couldn't break away from the poker game." Capital G was down to his boxers, 
and we can really only play about two hands as he looks down at his chill suit. Oh, my God. And Jeffrey Tambor, I don't know, you mentioned Jeffrey Tambor, but he plays George Sr. Yeah. His delivery on that where he says we can, it's, you know, he's pensive. He's looking out, but we can really only play about two hands right? <laughs> as he's thinking about strip poker in a prison. Oh, so good. And I was, um, you know, I started, I started, I was watching it cause I was, uh, well, I started listening to smart list. I watched murderville. I got, uh, I got nostalgic for arrested development. And so yeah. I went back and then when I saw that and I was like, ah, maybe we'll find a gambling, uh, gambling reference. And then boom, episode three is like, well, we're including that. Yeah. On Let me- to, Oh, go ahead. If, if I if I can actually uh, bring up one more episode, episode yes. eight of that first season. So one of the plot lines, Buster, played by Tony Hale, he's a real mama's boy, like an extreme mama's boy. You know, is just you know lives with her, Jessica Walters' character, in their apartment, this you know posh apartment, and he's trying to break away a little bit, and he ends up dating a friend of his mother's. Lucille Ostero. Yes. Well, his mother's mother's name is also Lucille. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of jokes there about, you know, he's still a mama's boy. And when they refer to Lucille Ostero, who's played by Liza Minnelli, they call her Lucille too. So there's a scene in episode eight where Buster is struggling with a zipper on a sweater. He's having trouble. So he bursts into his mom's apartment for help. But what he doesn't realize till he gets in there is he's accidentally busted into Lucille two's apartment. And there's a poker game going on. Lucille 2 is there with three other players playing poker. And Buster, you know, bursts into the apartment and says, I need you right now. Meaning he needed help with the sweater. Lucille 2 takes that as, oh, you know, it's time. And she says to the other players, fellas, take a powder. Puts out her cigarette and gets up (laughs) as he's coming in. The other poker players are kind of looking at each other. So that's a, a great scene. Yes. Uh, Tony Hale, if, you have, if you're not familiar, uh, probably best known for a character in Veep, if you are I would say that's probably with... his biggest role, Veep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my understanding, based on what I've heard from interviews with the cast of Arrested Development, was he was the absolute fun, absolutely funniest one on the set. That he, they just were laughing constantly at, at Tony Hale. Which has, which has, which says a lot considering yeah. the cast that's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. there and yes. uh considering the characters that he's played i can uh i can see that being the case yeah murderville a show that my wife actually turned me on to and when my <laughs> wife recommends a show to me mark it's a i can't it's a can't miss because she very <laughs> rarely recommends shows to me or i should say she only recommends it to me if she's confident i'll like it yeah. and no one knows me better than my wife so if yeah. she's recommending something i'm i, I stop what i'm doing and i, and I watch it yeah. murderville is a brilliant show uh the lead is will arnett he uh the whole thing it's a it's a murder mystery show the whole thing's scripted and then each episode they have a guest celebrity come on who does not have a script and is essentially improving their way through the episode until they in an attempt to solve a murder it's brilliant it is hilarious and it is yeah. worth your time yeah uh, and you know one of the funniest parts of the show too are when the the actors break not necessarily sometimes it's the guest actor but sometimes it's the one ones who know the script too and when you see them kind of turning their head or starting to laugh uh that just makes the show great yes and in episode four there's only one season plus a christmas special in episode four uh around a 22 minute mark guess the guest star walks in i forgot the i forgot who i forgot oh, it was right annie murphy from annie murphy Street. thank you yeah. mm-hmm. she uh she walks in on a on a card game in like this cd you know backroom thing and there's money on a table, but the three players at the table are really only flipping a card and then collecting the cards. I are they playing hearts? I, I it it didn't look like hearts to me. It looked like maybe three handed war. <laughs> who, who knows what they were playing? I was thinking because I I was thinking. I guess if you don't know how, like if you're a writer and you don't know gambling, but you want that to be a gambling scene without it being too complicated with like hands and stuff like that, like it needs to be a simple, it has to be the most, uh, what, what is the opposite of elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That well, is know, what this is a gambling scene. You mentioned, mentioned how the show is scripted. I would say it's loosely scripted, right? Because there's a lot of ad lib going on. So, yes. you know, <laughs> the directions were probably, you know, the gangsters are playing some card game. And, the only you know, reason 
the only reason you can assume there's gambling going on is because there's money on the table. Exactly. Like, that's the only on the indicator. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the Christmas special, uh, this one of the suspects, we're on the 15 minute mark. One of the suspects is being questioned admits to losing upwards of $9 million to a quarterback who is now dead uh, in the episode. And he lost, he lost that money on the, uh, on the golf course. And, uh, and it, it it, it, what's funny is it, it's like a slow build up to like the fact that they were like yeah, he was better than him and then he was like yeah you know you know up for nine nine million dollars you know just to give people an example maybe they haven't seen the show so sure. one of the guest detectives is Jason Bateman in right. in this episode and the dead quarterback is Sean Hayes and when yes. Bateman sees that Sean Hayes is the dead quarterback he actually says something like oh you got Sean oh you got Hayes Sean Hayes in this. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of fun. Yes, um, I, I, I would almost recommend uh, Murderville over um, uh, Arrested Development for the average viewer. Um, okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. Yes, I mean it's proven just based on the ratings that Arrested Development has a narrower, narrower audience. So yep. I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, go, moving. Uh, by the way, those are both on Netflix. You can watch uh, Arrested Development and Murderville both on Netflix. Yep. Mythic Quest on Apple TV, uh, season one, episode two. I have actually just started Mythic Quest, and I don't think I'm past episode four. So if I'm if if I'm missing something later, that's why. Okay. But ep- episode two, uh, there is a casino. There's an episode called Casino, um, and uh, I'm just going to go through the few points here that I. That it, it, it's the kind of the theme of the episode, but it's very rarely talked about. Like it, Correct, like, it, yeah. and so it's it's interesting. But Danny Pudi of uh, of community fame. He he runs the he runs the, monet, the monetizing the game Mythic Quest right. It's this it's this company that has this online R, uh, RP, RPG uh, game. He unveils this new location in the world of Mythic Quest called MQ Grand, and it is a casino. Imagine if they put a casino in the mil- middle of Warcraft. Yeah, like, this is this is a swords and sorcerer, you know, right. MMORPG, right? So it's not. A casino doesn't belong there, and they didn't even try to make the casino look like it fit within that milieu. No. It's a big, flashy neon light Vegas casino. Yes, uh, it's <laughs> what I love is um, the, the what I love is the the commentary on the casino and the game is also pretty good commentary for casinos popping up in the middle and like in in like communities uh, in real life too. Um, one of the, uh, one of the testers, like the, one of the game testers says she was told away from the, stay away from the casino because it's so janky. Something that you might also hear someone say about a local casino, <laughs> um, at the nine forty minute mark, uh, we see some of the footage of inside this casino in the game. Uh, it's some of the only footage you really see of it. And it has, a, I see a roulette table. There's slots there's a craps table. There's other basic looking tables. Uh, one of the testers said she found a bug where the dice disappear when they hit the side of the craps table. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark, it made me think how fun would it be if there was a craps table where you didn't actually roll the dice. You like put them in this device that then like shot like almost like a hot wheel track or a hamster track and shot them around and then they rolled out rolled out the uh like randomly out, out of the side of the, <laughs> the table. Yeah, you didn't you didn't know what hole it was coming out of. You're like, where yeah. is it? And then boom, here they come. <laughs> Uh, minute 14, one of the coders appears to be playing online poker. It was the only uh, only gambling reference that wasn't uh, focused on his casino, but I thought yeah. it was a nice, it good, was, it was a good part of the I'm theme. glad you caught that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, at the 2035 mark, pretty much towards the end of the uh, sort of the episode, uh, Pudi, who monetizes the uh, the game, gets what he wants with the, 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 the big plot of this episode is that there is this masked villain that it, that the the players are demanding be revealed and they're trying to figure out how to do it and they decided that they're going to have the the unmasking of the masked man at the masked man hall of games and chance which is <laughs> ultimately becomes the name of the casino uh in the game it's, right and uh, they've got this you know corny crappy looking neon sign at the top where the mass man is waving and it says, yeah, mass man's all of games and chance. Exactly. Uh, and I love what they, I love what, how he calls the, uh, the, the, the creator of the game. Oh, I, I guess I, I didn't give enough, uh, 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 Rob McKel, McElhinney, M- McElhinney. 
Yeah. So, Rob, uh, am, I, yeah, am I saying that name right? I, I've never really known, but uh, yeah, Mog McKellen. He. <laughs> yeah. He's from. Uh, he's um, in the gang with. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And, right. Uh, yeah. So he is the creative. Uh, the the like the creative designer, I think, or the creative. Uh, the head designer, the creative, but I can't remember the name, the title. The, the whole idea he's employed to essentially like have a vision for the game and everybody else make, makes that happen. Well, he essentially created the game. You'll, if you're only, I'm trying to remember the episodes. If you're on only on episode four, you may learn a little bit more as the episodes go on. Okay. But for now, just the creator of the game. Yeah. Right. Creator of the game. Uh, and he compares the masked man to a casino saying he's a, he's a loot giver and a loot taker, which I thought yeah. was a great, uh, comparison to the casino. Yeah. Uh, and that, those are my notes I have for this this episode. Okay, yeah. And, you know, adding a casino to a game, it, it kind of mimics real life. Grand right. Theft Auto, they uh, added a casino to the game and there was all talk of, about, oh my gosh, you know, are you going to be able to, to gamble for real? Let me, let me know how you like Mythic Quest as you go on. Okay. I, it's, I've kind of got mixed feelings about it. It certainly does have its moments. Um, I'm not sure, though, as a series, if you're looking for a funnier series about, again, a, a, a massive RPG game, the British British sitcom Dead Pixels uh, okay. is really excellent. It's there. I think there are only like 12 episodes, but that's also very funny. Uh, the only other thing I would say is that Joe is my absolute favorite character on the show. You know, she's like the assistant. You know, yes. that's running around and just like just wants to kill everybody and poison people and convince people to commit suicide. Just so deadpan. I I just love it. It's played uh, she's played by Jesse Ennis, and it's just a great role for her. But let me know again how how you feel as you go through more episodes. This this show was originally recommended to me when shortly after Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Um wh- because of course everybody was getting Apple. Uh, Apple TV because of Ted Lasso, yeah. and then people I talked to Ted talk, talk to about Ted Lasso would be like, "Oh, have you seen their other show, Mythic Quest?" Because there wasn't a lot on Apple TV up until then. There was like the the morning show and stuff like right. that, mm-hmm. and I just hadn't gone around to. It. And finally, I was like, "Oh, you know what? I let me let me turn on Mythic Quest." So yeah. I like I'm a gamer, right? I like that so, I like uh, that stuff. So I figured, yeah, I'm only I'm only four episodes in. Yeah. Um, I will I will let you know uh, how I feel. On to uh, How I Met Your Mother. Now, you, I believe, have proclaimed on this program that it is one of your favorite shows of all time. Yeah, and I probably mentioned it at the time, too, but the you almost have to watch the series first, get through it, realize that the story is not about how he met his wife, the mother of the children that he's talking to, that that's actually just sort of a side thing. The, the the creators and the writers, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because you're waiting for that. You're waiting for that reveal. And really, the entire show is about the romance on again, off again between Ted and Robin. And that really is the show. If you get through that and you're not so worried about, oh, will the mother be revealed? Oh, you know, what's going to happen? You can go back and really, really enjoy episodes neil patrick harris i think is probably the big the big name from the show if people oh, haven't for sure. oh, yeah. um but then jason siegel i think shortly behind there uh and kobe smolders is someone that i think a lot of people would recognize too so i think she's been in and she's yeah, had enough roles few, in enough th- things where people that's would recognize definitely, her. that's definitely to how i'd go to yeah, yeah. definitely neil patrick harris and then jason siegel yeah mm-hmm. and then of course allison hannigan uh famous for her uh american pie uh, quote okay um, and yeah and about band camp but yes. really allison hannigan is known as willow from buffy the vampire slayer oh you, right you may, of course you may remember from the american pie movies but yeah she's she's yes. willow from buffy so it, it, it shows where i was in my life when american pie came out where i was <laughs> like that's clearly her biggest thing right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you know the lead of the show is josh radner and although he might not be as big a star he's got great comic timing as does pretty much the entire cast and that's one of the big reasons the show at least for me is so funny i remember shortly after how much your mother ended i remember going i mean like what like what what is josh Ratner doing now he does a lot of broadway oh okay. i saw I'm yeah or at least yeah. A time, at least a couple times that i've checked he was doing like live act like live action theater yeah uh, okay which, yeah uh anyways uh this is season nine, episode five, called The Poker Game. Now, 
I was telling you before we started recording it. So I have these, I have a handful of episodes written down on which ones I want. I think we should bring up at some point. Um, there's an episode, I think, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Season two, episode eight called Atlantic city. Yes. Um, that I actually had intended to send you, but I, I you know, tired state quickly looking at notes. Uh, I don't know why I wrote down. So we'll, we'll cover that one another time, but that okay, has a, we must, yes, we have to cover that scene. one. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yep. but this one, uh, also fitting because it's, uh, it's, it's called the poker game. Um, the, you know, Robin and Barney are set to get married and it's like, it's a, it's a, one of the episodes leading up to it. Uh, it begins with a scene at a bachelor poker game, uh, which I believe it's continued from an episode before. I believe it's uh, somehow yeah, the poker game does show up in several episodes. So uh, right. people who aren't familiar, this was the final season of how I met your mother. The entire season takes place at the, basically the week or weekend leading up to the wedding between Robin and Barney. And, you know, that's another thing that fans kind of frowned upon. It's like, oh, that final season. Again, once you've gotten through it, it's really easy to go back and watch episodes like this one and still enjoy it. But, yes, you're right. This poker t uh, game does kind of show up in several episodes in that final season. I'm glad you say that because I rewatching this episode – I remember watching these scenes, like not enjoying them as I as much as I did now, having like knowing how all this ends and just watching it for the sake of it being an episodic show. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that it's at, again, once you've gotten all the spoilers out of the way and yeah. you've dealt with that final episode that, again, a lot of fans really disliked, I think it's more enjoyable to watch the show now than it was when it first aired. So, um, it's the usual cast minus, uh, um, goodness, Jason Siegel's character. Why can't I think of his name? Right, um, Marshall. Marshall. Um, and then plus Tim Gunn is at the, the poker table. Which well, I love. Tim Gunn is there playing himself, and so is William Zopka yeah. uh, from <laughs> Karate Kid and from yes. Cobra Kai playing himself. <laughs> uh, Ron Jeets, uh, who is the who's famous as the taxi cab driver in uh, in this series, yes. is wearing a legal poker Aruba hat, which I think is just a great <laughs> nod to uh, to poker broadcasts and uh, people and uh, the whole online poker fiat, fad. Uh, a minute four fifty five. Barney's in the bathroom and car starts shooting out of his sleeve and he yells, "I'm not cheating!" As Robin walks in. <laughs> <laughs> they're just flying like he has a contraption and cars are yeah, flying out of his keep sleeve coming, yep. uh ted makes a joke about origami and as he's folding his hand and leaving oh, here i've got so yeah let me <laughs> i like this is a great example of kind of the writing and again josh radner let me go through this whole sequence what Please. he says is he's at the game he's in the middle of a hand he gets a phone call and he you know picks up the phone and he tells everybody i should take this well call me akira yoshizawa and there's this long pause. Everybody's looking at him like, what? And he says, the world's most famous origamist. And still people are looking right. And he just dejected, just, I fold. <laughs> that's, that's Ted. That's a great example of Ted, you know, kind of being this, the smart aleck, the know-it-all. Nobody cares. It's this obscure reference. He's trying to be funny. Nobody gets the joke. Uh, Robin goes all in plus a ring uh, to make a point and she flips over a pair of jacks and uh, Barney's brother who she's up against turns over his card and then Barney goes versus just shy a pair of sixes just <laughs> shy of a pair of sixes what a great one. <laughs> oh yeah that's great yeah. unfortunately you know this poker scene is typical of a lot of poker scenes and that it doesn't make sense it's not realistic yeah. so you know yeah barney's brother has made the bet robin says i'm all in and i raise you a ring <laughs> what you're all in and you raise you can't do that you can't bring more onto the table and plus then barney's brother you know just I guess does he call, he uses his wedding ring? That's how he uses loses his wedding ring. Right. But from a poker standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. I realize this is comedy and whatever, but yeah. I think shows like How I Met Your Mother are where I can tolerate. Uh... Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't turn the TV off. <laughs> I could just see ah stupid show. What? <laughs> uh, minute thirteen twenty. Uh, Robin makes Barney's or takes Barney's mom for her money and her shirt. Apparently. 
Uh, minute 14, Robin admits uh, she picks up on the, what she calls the Stinson bluff tell, which is any any member of the Stinson family being Barney, his brother or her or his mother uh, can't make a can't raise with a bluff without somehow saying the word bluff. Uh, examples being in, uh, his mom goes to say buffet, but you says bluffet. Uh, instead, and I, I can't remember what his brother. Uh, yeah, his I brother can't remember, said, but, but, but yeah, it was always yeah. you know silly things. Yeah, were there, yeah, like it wasn't <laughs> subtle. <laughs> like Barney was trying to say blueberry muffin, it was bluffberry muffin, and then blueberry bluffin, and yeah. Um, and that's actually all, all all I have written down on these is uh for all the notes I have for for this episode. What, do you have do you have anything else for this episode? Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Other than okay. like you mentioned, there are there's actually you know there's that. Atlantic City episode. I'm glad we're going to talk about that. There's yeah. another Atlantic City episode too, where Marshall goes there right before Lily is about to give birth, and he gets really drunk there. And so there's some uh, things we can talk about that too eventually. But yes. there you go. Very good. Moving on to South Park, a show that I loved growing up that I don't watch so much anymore, uh, mostly because um, I've somewhat grown out of the humor a little bit, but also just don't have enough time to fit something like this into into my watching routine. But I did admire, I mean, 1997 is when South Park comes out. And uh, I must I was in high school, maybe a couple of years later. Right. So I was a teenager, of course, when this comes out. And uh, and, you know, it felt you know, like it felt so, you know, uh, cool and risque to watch oh, something yeah. that was, you know, <laughs> uh, because like, you know, like it was it's not like it was now where there's like just constant content everywhere. Right. I mean, right. you had to, you know, it was and South Park in its 27th season. Amazing. Uh amazing they i mean look they they have they make fun of themselves they, they, i mean they literally have an episode called the simpsons did it where <laughs> they make fun of the fact that they they have followed tropes and storylines that that the simpsons beat them to uh they've went the war with family guy before yeah. all all of these shows have made you know simpsons of course we know has been around forever but family guy and south park in their own right have also been around my lifetime yeah come it's on unreal <laughs> um I'm, this is episode uh, seven of season seven called Red Man's Greed. I'm going to put a disclaimer at the top here that I do not agree with nor care to perpetuate any of the stereotypes in this episode, but this is a casino episode, so we're going to cover it. And, let, you know, let's I do want to kind of touch upon that at the end. This is <laughs> this is a 20 year old episode. You're talking yes. about how long it goes and a lot has changed since then. And. Well, let's talk about it at the end because South Park is not afraid to kind of push the boundaries, but you know, this one didn't age well in a lot of ways too. So, right. Yes. So, uh, it opens with three feathers casino. That is the name of the casino. It's up in, it's up in the mountains near South Park. Uh, it's an Indian themed casino and they constantly make the joke of people correcting themselves saying, I'm sorry, I'm at native American. Um, that's, that's a common, uh, common theme here. We learned that minors are not allowed in the casino, but they can go to the comedy club. I guess that's an acceptable <laughs> place for the kids to be. And so, uh, we have a split with the parents in the casino, kids in the comedy club. They start with blackjack, Randy and Randy, who is, uh, Stan's dad, Gerald, who is Kyle's dad, Stan, uh, Randy, who is my favorite character in the whole series. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they start at the blackjack, which apparently pays three to one, three to one on blackjack. My friend, it's so funny. Cause the rest of the layout is just perfect. Dealer must draw to 16 and stand on all 17s. Insurance pays two to one. But for whatever reason, Blackjack pays three to one. I want to go to this casino. Kyle's dad claims to know how to count cards. He should make a killing here, being able to count cards with Blackjack paying three to one. Uh, Kyle's mom is concerned with it being a $10 table, though, which I, in, in, 20 years ago, I could, that probably was a red flag for a local, like a, probably a lot for a local casino. And now, you know, nowadays, like, yeah, that's a good deal. Uh, the wives go to the nickel slots. They are marked. They're mocked by Randy for possibly winning 30, a $30 jackpot. And then no less or no more than a minute later. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been a one Kyle's dad is, has busted. Uh, Randy is down $300. 
Gerald Gerald is down twenty six thousand. He admits to a gambling problem that he, <laughs> but he got casino credit and now has to try to get back, get it back before his wife finds out. Which makes this like it's even funnier that he's bust now. Because now with that, you know, there was a three to one blackjack. You must think that he could have just lucked his way into staying afloat, but yeah. uh, didn't work. Uh, minute three forty, he claims he wants to leave. Gerald overreacts to the, uh, or I'm sorry. The kids claim they want to leave. Gerald overreacts to wanting to leave South Park so he can try to get out of this situation, which I thought was like a uh, like a funny uh, you know you know problem gambler. Like I'm trying to put you know, oh, yeah, the blame you know, on someone it, else. That's kind of a trope too. That I remember seeing something similar on The Sopranos, right? Where you know that it was not one of the main characters, but he had a, ga- a gambling problem, and when they were putting pressure on him to pay, he took it out on his son. Yeah. He said that his son wasn't taking care of like his SUV, the son's SUV or something, and said, "Well, I'm selling it." You know, like blaming the son when really he was mad at himself. Yeah, the casino recognizes that the mountain folk are drained of their money and that they need to build a highway highway from Denver to to the casino, which will go straight through South Park. And so now South Park has to try to raise money to try to to get them to not to do this. The theme of this plot, uh, the theme of this episode is clearly to mock the history of white people taking land from Native Americans. Right. Like you it's see, reversed. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a completely reversal where now the Native Americans are taking. And and so they that is the theme in, in which they are mocking. Um Around the eight minute forty uh eight minute forty seconds, the town puts ten thousand dollars on thirty one black. They have mustered together ten thousand dollars, and then they think, you know what? Let's go to the roulette table. Let's get paid and let's save our town. Uh, it'll be enough. They need about three hundred thousand, right? This is, this is gonna pass that. It lands on thirty one black, which is right. what the yeah hey they all win <laughs> big day. They save the town. But hey, why not let it ride? Right? You know, like it's let's just let's gamble a little bit. Uh they let it ride. The kids are befuddled. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, and, and this is this is a common theme too throughout the show, is often the kids, well, at least Stan and Kyle, are right. completely reasonable and you know, have common sense, whereas the adults are just nuts. Yep. Uh it lands on two red, they lose, the kids are stumped. Uh and on the on the way home, possibly my favorite line from anything we're covering today. Uh, Randy says, Stan, okay, you just don't understand the fine points of gambling. You don't stop when you're on a winning streak. Yep. You don't <laughs> stop. And, you know, this is what's great, too, is that Stan is is still being reasonable. Like, it was one spin, right? It was just <laughs> one game. It's not a streak. Yeah. Uh, I I just I want a background catch. Uh, I noticed that one of the slots is called a lot of wampum. Yes, uh-huh, uh, yes, which is uh, which was funny. And then the the rest of the show was kind of just in the plot of the uh, the tribe trying to take down South Park for this highway. South Park trying to resist whatever it may be. And one of the ways that they decided to do so is uh, a very and again a very bad racial thing that did not uh, did not live uh or you know uh what do you say uh how do you say it didn't it? age well didn't age well thank you yeah, right um they decide to uh put put sars in blankets and distribute <laughs> here, these blankets here i am laughing right you know yeah. but it's it's that's what they're doing right they're they're trying to compare this to what really happened to native americans right the right. story goes that the british brought them blankets that had smallpox in yep. them so yes and and the casino's owner's kid also ends up getting SARS. The South Park people uh, cure their SARS by, with just like a with old home remedies of chicken soup. They yeah, bring it was chicken it, noodle soup, Dayquil, and Sprite. There we go. That's what did it. Yeah, Mark. Those are the three things I remember always getting when I was sick. Like they nailed it. <laughs> they they nailed the average uh, household around that time because I remember it was soup. You know, if I had an upset stomach, it was seven up, right? Uh, it was yep. funny. <laughs> and so the casino decides, hey, they're not going to destroy South Park. 
Uh, the guy is very the the owner is so thankful that he offers everyone a five dollar credit to the at the casino, <laughs> which I I la- I audibly laughed out loud because I was great. like that yes. is so spot on to how casinos do, do five dollar credit for everyone. Oh, man. Uh, and that's that's all I have. Those are my notes for for this episode here. Uh, what else? What, what, I know you wanted to speak a little bit. Yeah, more that's to the, basically the plot, it. But... I mean, you know, the, the thing is, okay, yes, South Park, you know, pushed boundaries and it was supposed to be offensive. This one doesn't. You know, there are certain things like, for example, whenever the Native Americans laugh, it sounds like a drumbeat. Right. It sounds like a Native American drumbeat. Uh, that kind of is a little cringeworthy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll have to also give the South Park guys credit because I think they're aware of things like that. And certainly as times change, they try to adjust to it. And I'll give you an example. So there's a character on South Park, the only black character, the only black kid. And his name was Token. And the yes. joke was he was the token black character. Well, in the most recent season, there was an episode where it was revealed that his name was Tolkien, named by his father after J.R.R. Tolkien, writer of you know the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And that Stan and all of us in the audience had misheard it as Tolkien. So it was like a retcon. Where, Interesting. No, it wasn't. T- so it's so great because th- plenty of characters look at the camera and say stuff like, who in their right mind would think that a black child would be named <laughs> Token? Right. You know, and of course, making fun of the audience. And Stan is the only character who thought his name was Token. I mean, everybody else knew that it was Tolkien. <laughs> and the name of the episode is called The Big Fix. And so there's kind of that meta element Mm, where, you know, they're obviously saying, okay, this was not okay. Even though, you know, yeah, it's a joke. This was not okay to call this character token. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're thinking of these things. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they should get off for everything that happened in the past, but that was this show and we're in 2023 and there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Uh, finally, we're going to talk about, poker face the new show that has hit nbc natasha leone is probably uh best known for orange's new black also american pie uh and i don't know if benjamin bratt or um uh or adrian i'm sorry if uh yeah bratt or brody are are all that well known dasha polanco uh, was also in orange's in the new right. black uh she she has a, a role in this first episode well adrian uh, brody's a, an academy award winner so you know it goes a few what years was he back, in i kept on trying to like, but but is is so I I know that he what was he in? Oh, he was in the pianist. Okay, the pianist, right? That's what he won the award for. Yeah, that's I'm... right. Okay, um, apparently also in King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I I'm not gonna go through the plot too much of this show because I know I know people have said you know it, it, don't worry about spoilers because people should watch it before they listen. I'm going to pull the reins on that a little bit here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little more conservative because it's so new. Um, and I want people, I want people to possibly get a chance to hear this and then possibly decide that if they want to watch it or not. So I'm, uh, so okay. that's going to be my goal here. The plot, uh, uh, the, the basic plot, and you can get most of this just from the episode description is that the casino operator is trying to get Charlie, our main character, to help him take down a whale for running a a, sep- a private game in his hotel, while she spends the episode uncovering details of a murder that also occurs early in the episode. Right, and that's you know what makes this a little different than typical murder mysteries is that we, the audience, we know what happened. We may not have all the details. Right. But we saw the crime being committed. So we at least know the guilty parties up front. Yes. So we're watching Charlie, Natasha Leone's character, go through and try to figure out what happened, even though we know. So that's a little bit different. That's why, you know, talking about spoilers, too. There's not there's not really a spoiler here that, you know, you do learn more information as it goes on. Yeah. But you also know who who did it from the very beginning. So, yeah. OK, Uh by the way, when I saw Natasha Leone was in this, I was like excited. I really yeah. enjoy her. She is she's, she was especially good in Orange is the New Black. I love her and she's great in this show. She's one of the reasons that I think this is going to be a, a really good show. Okay. 
our setting is a small casino uh is a small casino in nevada and it kind of reminded me of a spot that might be downtown or in reno it and, was actually actually if i can interrupt you real quick it, yeah. the the outside of the casino it's called frost casino is actually don laughlin's riverside resort in laughlin oh and you know it's right there on the river and in fact during this episode the name frost the family name uh is kind of sitting in for laughlin so you know in fact oh. i think it's even in like frost county so oh. Oh, yeah, look at that. Go. Okay. Well, look, see, Mark, this is why I do this show with you. <laughs> <laughs> you, have all, you. You have all this great information that I didn't either bother look into or didn't catch. Uh, there uh, you go. And I think, and again, this is the outside shots. I think the interiors, it was probably just a set. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. Do you, so, but the would you agree the inside definitely has? I mean, I guess Laughlin makes a makes a perfect uh, makes perfect sense for this for how that interior looked. Um, so yeah yeah a room attendant found something possibly criminal in this whales suite and alerts casino uh management that's how this whole thing pops off the main character uh uh charlie leon's character uh she is also a she's also a server that doesn't we see that very briefly when she's in her uh, when she's in her uniform and she's walking around. Uh, I love that as she was walking around, she was really playing up all the games that were happening, including yeah. at roulette. She was even like, where, where it's going to land? Nobody knows. And she says it both enthusiastically and kind of sarcastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she throws down uh, the the like remainder of a of a whiskey that someone didn't yeah, finish. Yeah, she finishes off the drinks that, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. even the drinks one of the new ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we learn that she used to clean up at the poker tables, right? The whole premise of this is that she can tell when people are, when someone is bullshitting. She makes a very right. specific point, which I appreciated, that it's not about just knowing the truth. It's about being able to pick up on a lie. Um, right, on I, an intentional uh, uh, non-truth. So a yes. lie. Somebody's atten- intentionally lying, right? Yes. And what I, what I'm curious about in this thing, in this dialogue between the casino operator, um, who who is his dad founded the casino, Mister Frost, uh, Frost Juniors is now running the casino. The I I I didn't I watched this all the way through one time, and then I kind of I kind of skipped through it a second time for my notes, and but I did watch that scene where they're when they're talking to each other. I watched I watched that all the way through the second time and i'm still not quite sure i understand what she did wrong like how she upset his dad like did 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 she fleece him in a game or was he just upset that she was able to do this like i i i struggled so hard to to look to figure out why she was in this position of being employed at the casino uh um after an encounter with the owner. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't have an answer for you. And I'm not sure either. And I guess this would be a good time to say too, that we may find out more information as the series goes on. And there will be this overarching, you know, background story, but the actual show is basically a murder mystery of the week. So each episode is going to be a new murder mm. that charlie has to figure out so i only bring that up right now because we may find out more information later on in the series but again that storyline is going to be secondary to yeah you know the murder of the week okay uh one of my it, it said many times it's, they say it a few times in this episode i love it gamblers talk uh mm. and the the casino operator says it she says it um it, it said a, a few times it's it's true i mean that's why I, that's why i really appreciate it like when you're in a ring of gamblers um you know you you discuss things yeah um, oh and especially poker players <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes exactly uh gambling podcasters also talk there you go uh yeah uh what i probably my favorite line from her uh she says i've been rich it's easier than being broke but harder than doing just fine which i thought mm-hmm. was a really brilliant line. Yeah, that's great. She was saying, I'm doing just fine at this point, even though, you know, she's living out of a trailer and it looks like she's kind of destitute. You can tell that she's probably happier than when she you know, was, you know, had all that money. Yeah. Yep. 
There's a scene where a drunk comes into the casino looking for his wife. He's making a scene. The guards lift him by his upper body and gets him about his height in the air and then slams him onto a table. I'm sorry. That's not happening. Nope. That that was the most ridiculous. It's a key part in uh, in revealing a, a, a plot point. But boy, was that ridiculous. Yeah. Like nope. it would like if they had gone for his legs and it happened fine. But they lift him up by his upper body and then get him elevated in the air and then slam him on a table. Uh, there's no way you're not being disciplined for slamming a patron on a table. I don't care what it is. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. more of like the Benny Binion days of <laughs> running true. a casino. Uh, yeah, you certainly wouldn't get uh, away with it today. Yeah, I mean, look, pick someone up and slam on the ground. That's fine. But like slamming someone on like one of the gaming tables, right? Like yeah. I would, I can just. You're just asking for that to be more to to be a, a mess, right? I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see. Uh, we see Kane. He's the he's the high roller. Uh, he's playing poker, I believe. He believes at a, at a poker table. Poker. And she's in the crow's nest, and she like he's like, is he is he bluffing there? And she like looks in, and she and he blows some smoke, and she says no. And then he and then and then the you hear the dealer say, "Good play, Mister Kane," to some you know uh, saying that he he won that hand and, and that she she called it right. Um, what. So these types of shows are interesting. Like I remember Lie to Me. Remember Lie to Me? This uh was a was a show. Yeah, I never saw it, but yeah. Um like these these I can pick up on the truth kind of shows are I think are always interesting. And I I thought that they did a pretty good job of kind of poking the holes that you may have as a as a viewer pretty quickly, right? Like it's not about knowing the truth; it's about picking up on a lie, right? It's like like they 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 quickly kind of narrowed her ability enough to where even though it's still a you know uh, a godly feat, it's still almost you can almost reason with it a little bit more. Yeah, and you and I, this is the only episode that either one of us has seen. But my yeah. understanding is that's also going to be the case as the series goes on. Her gimmick is not going to be a huge factor in okay. telling these stories. Got it. Okay, uh, because when I when it was the is he bluffing and she watches him blow cigar smoke and calls it, it like oh, I feel like we're stretching here, right? Like. Yeah. It, it, to me, that felt like the biggest stretch of the look what I can do uh, gimmick. But yeah, um, OK, um, there's a lot. So just just in general, just ge- general comments. There's a lot of walking around the casino, a lot of like there's their casino qu- uh, scenes, but they're quick. Uh, it's yeah. walkthroughs and such. But I, I don't know if you caught anything. I thought the, the set looked dressed properly for a casino and there was uh, typical action around each table. Uh yeah, I didn't catch anything that yeah. yeah jumped out as being wrong or yeah. Uh, and the only my other only other comments not gambling related. There's a scene towards the end where someone's shooting at someone, and boy, that guy's a terrible shot. It was so <laughs> bad where I was like, to, like find a different way to do this scene then. Yeah, like if yeah. if 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 he can't hit her with those shots, just don't even try. Like just yeah. find a different different thing there. Um. The last thing, so the 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 episode ends, like I said, it's a different, you know, the the idea is a different murder each time, and uh, she ends up uh, at the end, she ends up having to uh, presumably flee town. I don't know. I'm assuming she's leaving. That you actually really, I guess you don't really know if she's permanently leaving or what. But it made me wonder: is the gambling aspect of this going to stay? Like, uh, no, it, I would guess no. I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm thinking that there will be little to no gambling on the rest of the episodes at least through this season yep uh yeah that's kind of the feeling that i got so yeah there you go yep yeah uh, you and i had mentioned last episode maybe we could do this this show similar to luck uh but it sounds like we're both in agreement that it's less likely that the episodes are going to be yeah uh, i don't think so yeah so i think we can bring it up as they come up if they do um yeah yeah, yeah. uh any other thoughts on on episode one here of poker face the one thing that i did think was unrealistic so this character is supposed to be a whale and they're upset that instead of playing at the games in the casino he's got this private game in his room well we're talking about poker here casinos don't care how much money you're throwing around at a poker table you're not going to call a poker player a whale ever unless he's also playing other games, blackjack, crap, slots, that kind of thing. So there was no indication that he was 
playing any other games. That's that's the only thing I would say is poker. Mm. Hey, you know, casinos don't care. So again, I can kind of live with it because they didn't go into a lot of background about what kind of a gambler he was, and that wasn't a, that critical an issue, you know, when it came to telling the story. So, but it did yeah. catch my eye. Okay. A a question I asked Twitter a little while ago, last week maybe. I asked, what's a show that you enjoy that if you were the exec that had to decide on picking up the show based off of the pilot, you know, uh, you know, what's a show that fits that, that criteria where, where you wouldn't have picked it up based on the, on the pilot. Um, and pe- people responded with a, a handful of different things. Usually it shows it started slow or, you know, those were the, the, and so I ask you here, Based off of just the pilot, if you're the studio exec that has to decide, hey, we're picking this show up for for a full series, what was this enough for you to want to see more? Yeah, definitely. Because of the way the story was told, you know, kind of non-linear in a lot of ways. And Natasha Leone, she's just great in this role. It's kind of a throwback in a way to Columbo from the 70s. Yeah. In fact, even the credits at the beginning were kind of a callback, the way that they kind of put the copyright at the bottom there. And, you know, that it's, again, you know, we have so much television now where, you know, a TV series, you know, Game of Thrones, well, that's not episodic TV. That's like a, you know, 100-hour movie or whatever, right? So, you know, this is, again, a, a, a new story each week uh you know new characters are going to have a lot of guest stars i'd absolutely pick up this show yeah okay episodic television is is something that i I think goes a little underappreciated um in in the current realm of of show the 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 battle for streaming content right and and trying to you know trying to land the next hand hands made tale right stuff like that uh i think that you know murderville is another great example of just (laughs) just great episodic television you can put you can just turn on one at any points and uh and enjoy it well and that's why i love sitcoms so much because in general sitcoms are episodic you know you can just tune in and watch one episode yeah there might be some you know long story that's going on there uh, but that's what I get a kick out of sitcom so much. Okay. All right. That is that is all I have here in my lineup. You said that you had a few that you wanted to mention. I have just a couple of notes here. So okay. I was watching the pilot for Will and Grace. This would have been late 90s. Yeah. Pilot episode. And one of the very first scenes is a poker game where uh, uh, Jack and Will are playing. They're Jack again. We're bringing up Sean Hayes again, right? Sean Hayes is just hilarious in in Will and Grace. And they're playing five-card draw. And it's action is on Jack for him to decide how many cards he wants. And he's, you know, as funny as usual. And he ends up drawing four cards. And it kind of gets a laugh from the audience. I'm not exactly sure why, but he draws four cards. And after the laugh, he says, look, here's my ace. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. There is, at least in home games, there's sort of this rule that if you're playing draw poker, you can only draw four cards if you have an ace. If you don't have an ace, three is the most you can draw. I remember this house rule. I grew up with this house rule. Right, yeah. And it's not a casino rule. But go to any home game and it's like, it's that rule. And I thought, well, that's interesting. A little verisimilitude in the pilot episode of Will and Grace, Jack's very first scene, yeah. where he they made a point of him to show the ace, showing that, okay, I can draw four cards. <laughs> so we would never we would never make someone show the ace. Um, well, I guess you could draw an ace. I guess I that's mean, where, you know, it's where you get is, away with it. If you're drawing four, it's go ahead and show the ace, I guess. I mean, if... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, why not? Everybody knows it. So, you know, why not prove it and show that you're not drawing against a jack? I mean, yeah, maybe we did ask for the ace. Yeah, we must. Yeah, we must have. Yeah, because you could always draw the ace and be like, yeah, that was was the ace that was in my hand. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the only other thing that I have. So, uh, in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, new movie, uh, animated stop motion, just a beautiful picture, not really a kid's version of Pinocchio, but just visually amazing. There is, there's a poker game going on in, I guess what you can call the afterlife. It comes up several times in the movie where uh, these creatures in the afterlife are playing poker. So I just thought I'd, I'd brought that up. It just was a surprise to me in a movie like this where uh, they were playing poker. So if you get a chance, it's, it's a very good movie. Mark, I am so glad that you brought that up. Okay. Because 
every time we do one of these, I think, okay, let me refresh myself on gambling movies and stuff like that. So that way, um, you know, if I need to reference one or let me get see if I get some inspiration for whether, what, you know, like when it comes time for me to think about better viewing, I usually Google gambling movies to like to, to make sure there isn't something I'm missing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I did it earlier today and Pinocchio showed up. <laughs> I I googled gambling movies and uh uncut gems Molly uh, uh yeah uncut gems Molly's game card counter Mississippi grind Pinocchio really yes and I was like what in the algorithm mayhem what in the SEO is happening here where Pinocchio is showing up on a Google search for gambling movies and well, that what, must be it. Well, maybe, but I mean if you go back to the Disney Pinocchio, I think there might have been some gambling there. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. I can't imagine that it would have been because of what I just mentioned here cuz it's it's a very small part of the movie and there's certainly no there's nothing about the, it's just a poker game and there are no results that are significant uh, in the story. Okay. Line. So I'm thinking maybe in your results, it probably was, you know, the Disney's uh, from the animated version and that, you know, there's some, it's been so long since I've seen it. So I don't know, but there's probably some gambling going on there. Okay. The other movie that popped up in that, uh, that popped up in the top part of that search that I hadn't seen is Poker Face featuring Russell Crowe. Yes. That came out last year, 2022. Yes. Yes. I, I must've missed that. Have you seen that? I have not. It got okay. bad reviews. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see it once it, you know, is available for free for streaming. But uh, no, it came up on uh, my list. It's already on the uh, you can bet on that movies page. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just got pretty bad reviews. So yeah. I'm not going to pay to see it. We'll just you know maybe check it out once it's free. Okay. The what I would like to do next time is a blackjack themed episode. Okay. Um. So see popular blackjack scenes to include uh what hangover, rain sure. man, swingers, yeah. I think has a good one. Yeah. Um what's the what the movie where the old guys go to Vegas, old Vegas or something uh, like that? No, uh, Last Vegas. Last Vegas, yeah, Last Vegas. And then we will end with the movie twenty one. Okay. And you want to have Vegas Vacation in there too, with uh Wallace Shawn as the blackjack dealer against uh, Chevy Chase? Uh yeah, well, was, we already covered that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking scenes from movies we haven't covered yet, where okay. maybe I'm less likely to want to cover the whole movie. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. Swing. Uh, I will still. We, we'll probably still include swingers. Do you think swingers is Vegas enough to yes. include in our in our Absolutely. series here? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe we'll save swingers for its for its own then. Uh, or we can do both. It doesn't matter. Anyways, okay. next time <laughs> I would like to do a blackjack themed uh, where we do a handful of. Uh, scenes from movies and um and then end with the movie 21 because the movie 21 um it doesn't really get talked about enough i don't think in uh you know it's so when i bring up i like gambling movies or you know people are like oh i liked the movie 21 i don't know how to tell them how whitewashed that fucking movie yeah. is yeah yeah and 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 how like and like it, it's because like they want to they want to participate in my, in my they want to contribute to my conversation and i don't want to like just shoot them down with like well it's kind of an awfully interpreted movie uh but i think it is it, it you know it it fits in this in this genre and we should we should cover it uh yes and, and it it definitely turned a lot of people onto blackjack and yes. counting cards in blackjack it certainly had a, a it, you know if you just listen to maybe even some of the ap's that show up on gambling with an edge a lot of them will point to 21 as the thing that got them interested in it initially. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: I have been to the room uh, at at MIT. Uh, oh, they, nice. that, or at least what what as much research as I could do. Uh, me and my friend who was getting his PhD at uh, at MIT, I'd visit him one time, and I was like, "He's like, what do you want to do?" And I was like, "I want to see if I can find <laughs> the room where the blackjack team met, and with a bunch of research and uh, asking credible sources, we found it." And uh, so that's a weird nerdy gambling thing that I got to do. That was nice. uh, kind of fun. Yeah. Um, okay. In about an hour or not an hour, in about a half hour, Mark, I'm going to be going live with Adam Bauer, cousin Vito and Vinny Chen's from seven out on a little, uh, where are they now? Uh, yeah, I stream. saw that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to try to, to listen at least if I can. Oh, I've got stuff that's busy here because yeah. I really want to, 
hear from those guys and find out why, you know, you and I can go ahead and keep making podcasts and they can't. That's what I just want to know. I am going to bring that up. Yeah. Who, would, who would you like to answer that question first? Who should I, ta- who should I, uh, give that question to first? To uh, you answer? know, I should say Adam just to kind of, you know, <laughs> give him a hard time, but no, it's Vito. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, it's all of them though. It's like Vinny. It's like, what happened? Oh yeah. Just, you know, tell him that Dr. Mike and I, we only do our show every two weeks. We're yeah. not doing it every week. We only do it. You know, every, we're, you know, we're over 250 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Lay into him if I'm not there. <laughs> I will be sure to do that on behalf of uh behalf of Mark Duvall. Okay, Mark, I think we've done all we could here. Beautiful. Blackjack next time. Sounds good. Very good. Take all care, right. buddy. Yep, you too. Bye.